love. We're talking about love, 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 love. Oh, love. Welcome to the power of unity. We're talking about love, 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 love. We're talking about love, 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 love. Oh, love. Welcome to the power of unity. We're talking about love, 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 love. We're talking about love, love. Love, love, oh love. Welcome to the power of unity. God bless you and welcome to the power of unity. Where I'm your host, Apostle Alfred Farrell. And on this show, we're going to talk about putting people out of the church. Or is it okay um, to put people out of the church? And we're going to begin in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 because we see across social media that so many people believe that it's actually not God's will or is wrong to put people out of the church or to correct things that's inside of the church, um, inside of God's house of prayer. And we're going to dig into this, but tonight I'm actually going to go by what the scripture actually says. Does a man of God, does a pastor or does a leader have the right to kick someone out of the church if there's, if there's disruptive or they're out of line with God or they're not following the rules and the order that God had left for that house? Um, do leaders have that authority? So as God gives to me, I will give to you. If you don't give me nothing, then I won't be able to give you anything. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning at verse 1, and we're going to read a little bit tonight. It says, Paul writes, it says, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication is not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. Now, y'all hear that? Paul said, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as such is not so much as named among the Gentiles um, that one should have his father's wife, which means that's unclean. You shouldn't, your stepmother now is still considered to be your, um, she's still considered to be your mother, which that is incest now, but it's also he deals with fornication, sin. And ye are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that have done these, this deed might be taken away from among you. Now, now you see this? Paul said, you're not trying to move, remove the thing that's unclean. Listen to it again. And ye are <coughs> puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that have done this deed might be taken um, away from me. You haven't even cried to God to remove this sin, to remove this problem. Because surely it is a problem. Any two times you let something go on for a long period of time, after a while, it will become contagious. The whole camp would, or the whole place will end up becoming corrupt because they think it's okay to do. 
And sometimes people get upset at men of God and say that men of God should not, um, they, can't, they shouldn't chastise anything or they shouldn't say what's going wrong in God's house. Watch this. So he says, you're not even crying about this. You're not even worried about this. As long as everybody's happy because you don't want anybody upset at you. You don't want anybody mad at you. And because you don't want anybody mad at you, you shouldn't tell someone they have to leave away from your company because the wrongdoing that they're doing and you don't want your family or someone else influenced by what they're doing. Watch this. Verse 3 says, For I verily as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, have judged already as though I were present concerning him that have so done this deed. So Paul is saying, I might not be there physically. I might not be there physically, but I am, but I am there spiritually. You gotta understand that you might hide from the man of God, but there's things that God will show the man of God if he or she is in line with God, God will show you what is going on in the house. That's why I'm very, um, I'm very hard on leaders and pastors that cannot see nothing. If you have a pastor that can't see the way the spirit sees or know what's going on with your life without you being in their presence, then is that really, um, is that man or woman of God really in line with God? Because he's in charge of that flock. He's in charge of that house. He is, he is the um, he is the vineyard keeper. He's the he's the garden. He's the one that's keeping the garden. He's the one that's keeping it together. He's the one that has to keep it up. And if he or she is not being able to see through the spirit, then that is a problem. So now Paul, um, Paul is actually able to see the way the spirit sees because he's not physically there to know that's going on. And watch this now. Paul is not there physically to know what's going on. But Paul understands that I got to allow the spirit of God to see through me to see what his people need and what his people are going through. So Paul is here. And Paul is in a place that he's, I'm not there. But I still can see the way God allows me to see. And some leaders that's actually upright before God and see and say what God has said get penalized because we chastise the sin or the uncleanness that's in the house. Watch this. When God gives a man of God something, we have to understand that he's not on his own if he's actually upright before God. For instance, if you know that he doesn't know anything about it, he have not been there then why are we blaming and fighting the right men of God, but we accept the wrong men of God? I told my wife, I said, babe, I said, babe, it seems as if people love controversy, arguments, debates, fighting amongst each other, and they have no problem with this thing. And they don't mind pastors that sleep around and, and commit adultery and fornicating and all of that. They don't mind these things. It's like people run behind that Versus the truth. Because honest to God truth, it is better to follow a lie than to follow the truth. Because if you follow a lie, it keeps you in safety of your wrongdoing. But if you follow the truth, the truth shines a light on everything you're doing wrong. 
and you feel guilty. Watch this. So Paul says, I'm not there, but I've already judged this matter. Now, a lot of people will say you shouldn't judge nobody, but as a man and woman of God that is actually placed as the head of every church that God has given, a woman, God has actually given them the authority and given them to know how to judge a situation righteously. Because nowadays we got to let everybody crying, we shouldn't judge, you shouldn't judge me. But Paul said, I judged this situation already. It seems as if we're living in a society now that anything and everything that we do is all right to do. It's almost to the point that wrongdoing is sin, it's being honored. And because it's being honored, don't tell me or don't say or correct anything that I'm doing wrong. But watch this. The wrong can judge the righteous or the wrong can judge the pastor in position. But don't let the pastor or the leader judge the people that's actually wrong. Because if we do that, then we're not doing God's will. But are you doing God's will? If you can judge us, then surely we can judge you, especially if you're joined to that church. You can't expect for yourself to be in line with God, but yet the pastor can't say nothing about your sin. Can't say nothing. If, if I looked online and there was a man, a woman posted about a pastor writing her. She hadn't been for a while. He just asked her where she was. And then he turns around and said, we know that you stand with someone or, or sleeping or old people call it shacking up. I know that you're shacking up with something, somebody that's not your husband. And if this doesn't change, we're going to have to ask you to leave the church. Now the whole internet blew up. The pastor ain't right. He shouldn't be. That was a bad manner. But the, what happens is he did it in secret. She is the one that exposed it openly. At the same time, he still was within order because the congregation was actually you don't know, you don't understand that the congregation can actually end up being contagious with sin coming throughout the whole entire church. And Bible tells me that a liar or sin cannot dwell in his sight. The Bible tells me that he, he said, if you hot or cold, if you lukewarm, warm, I will spew you out of my mouth. So watch this now. So the woman put this online and everybody got mad about it. So verse four, watch what he says. He says, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are together and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ to deliver such a one unto Satan, which means now he said, I'm allowed this person to go on be turned over to a riverbank mine. He said unto Satan, for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, I'm not doing this because I don't love you. I'm doing this because I love you and I want you to get to heaven. I want you saved. I'm going to be willing to let you go. But when you let all of the sin of the flesh and of the world and you sick and tired of being sick and tired, he said, I will let you come back in. I'm going to accept you. And when I accept you, I accept you because you have turned around from your wicked way. But as long as you stay there, but yet you want to be in the church, you want to be known, you want to know this, but can't say nothing to you about your sin. There's a time that God would tell you, 
to move around until you're ready to walk upright. Because what's the point of being in church, hearing the truth, but still living sin? Watch this. Watch this. So he said, your glory is not good. Know you not, know ye not, that a little leaven, leaven the whole lump. So if there is a little bit of salt or sugar inside of your dough, the whole dough is sweet now. You don't have to put a whole lot. And that's the same thing about sin. If you let sin fester inside the church, a little leaven will cause the whole church to sin. It will cause the whole church to walk unholy. It will cause the whole church to fail. It, watch this. Sometimes that sin will actually begin to resist the power of God. So now God's power cannot move in his own house because sin is in the camp. Let me show you in scripture. It was a time in the Bible that when God told Joshua to go over to Jericho, he told them, don't touch anything unclean. Only <clears throat> Rahab the harlot was saved, her and her family, because of what she did for the men of God, the spies. And <clears throat> watch this. And now the harlot, the harlot is saved because she actually did something from the men of God and she was saved. But God said, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything unclean. But watch this. A chain goes and he touches the unclean thing. Matter of fact, he takes it and go bury it. And the Bible says that the children of Israel went down to a place called Ai. Now watch this. Joshua did not know. Joshua did not even um, realize what was going on because he was focused on the battle. And Achan steals at from what God said, don't let go. Now watch this. This is this is this still considered a gathering of people of God. And Joshua is their leader. And Joshua takes these instead of uh, Moses. And watch this. So Achan steals. He sends not all of Israel to Ai because Ai was a smaller country. We don't need a lot of men. <clears throat> Never loose my throat. We don't need a lot of people. So he goes down to Achan. And the Bible says that he had to go, he went down to Ai, sorry, because Achan is the guy that stole. He went down to Ai. And the Bible says when he goes down to Ai, the Bible says that he takes and they lose, they get whipped. And the children of Israel flee from a little small nation that didn't have a lot of people. And they begin to flee. And the Bible says that Joshua went prayed and said, God, why did we lose this battle? What is the problem? You promised me that if we go down, whatever we touch, we're going to prosper. We're going to win. And he goes to Ai. Watch this. He goes to Ai. And they lose because a sin was in the camp. A little leaven, leaven the whole lump. A little sin can ruin a whole lifetime of what God has pleased or wants to do through a person or through a ministry. Because you got to understand, the pastor you're connected to is the visionary. And if the visionary um, has to lose more because of what's around him, it becomes a problem because the visionary is now is now got to go and do extra work that he didn't have to. In other words, he got to stop and deal with stuff that somebody else did. Watch this. So now 
people have made it harder for the visionary. So Joshua says, <clears throat> so Joshua says, God, what's going on? And God told him, God didn't tell him who it was, but God, God gave Joshua how to handle it. And Joshua had to go through every tribe. And you have to understand, this is a lot of tribes until God got him to the right one. And the Bible says what Achan did, the Bible says that Joshua had to burn um, Achan and his family alive. Why? It's because of the sin that was there, but he had to get the sin away from the children of Israel, or that sin would have made sure that they never walked in the promised land. Watch this. That sin would have never been able, they would have never been able to see the promises that Caleb and Joshua said, I believe we can defeat them. But because of that sin, they lost to Ai. But when he when he purged the camp, or when he delivered the camp of the sin, now watch what happens. Watch what happens. They win. They beat Ai. You want to know why? It's because God's power only rests with truth. He does not move with sin. And if there's sin in the camp, that means we got to purge the camp. And there's nothing wrong with putting out what's unclean. Y'all remember this movie um, was with, with Morgan Freeman. And he, kicked, he came in. Um, and when he came in, he kicked all the students out of the school that was bad. He put them up on the stage and he kicked them all out because he wanted to make the school right. And sometimes we judge and get upset at people for kicking somebody out that want to make a difference. And the lady was so mad at Morgan Freeman in this movie because he kicked out, she kicked out, he kicked out her son and her son was the most ruthless gangster that was at the school. And sometimes we get upset at people that make a change for the better, but we and we let go that don't really want to be changed. Watch this. See, see how you could tell me they don't want to be changed because time and over time have shown what they don't want to do. Because if HN wanted to be changed and wanted the benefits of God, then he wouldn't have stole because God said, Don't touch the unclean thing. So the little eleven eleven the little whole lump. Watch this. Watch what he said. He's he said, purge out. Therefore, the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Christ, our, even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. He said, purge out. Release what is doing wrong in your camp. If you want the benefits of God in your life, we need to learn how to search out what's unclean and get it out of our life. Get it out of our church. Get it out of our, our businesses. If you pay attention to something, is that not what the police officers and the judges and the prisons are for? They kick people out of societies that is bad, <coughs> that actually did wrong and put them in prison, that actually deserve to be there. See, we want to judge the pastor or the leader or the man and woman of God so bad because we want every the church supposed to be loving. That is still love because I love you enough for you to go get it right. Then you to die. <clears throat> Jesus come back and he, you still died and go to hell because you forgot or you still in sin. And then watch this. You take everybody else to sin. Take everybody else to hell with you while you still sitting there because I supposed to just care as long as you doing what you supposed to do. No, I'm willing to let you go for Christ to gain you 
Because if I'm not willing to let you go, then I'm willing to lose even my soul because the blood is not on your hand. The blood is on the pastor's hand because the pastor is responsible for every soul and every person that's joined to the place that God gave them to come join with that pastor. Watch this. He says, therefore, let us keep the feet and not with old letters, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. In other words, I want to do this, but I want to make sure that we keep it in love. We keep it in honor. We keep it, we keep it in purity. And how many of us really understand of how to keep things in purity? Because sometimes impurity means that we got to be holy. We got to be set aside. We got to be complete in God, which is also Go back to the word perfect in God. We have to be that in order to be a holy nation. You can't expect the church to be something powerful for the land if the church needs to also be cleaned up on the inside. You can't expect for a sinner and demons to be set free in the house of prayer if there's sinners that sitting inside of the congregation and no power of God can move because, the, the, because what happened is sin resists the power. So you got to purge out all the unclean things in the church and in our life for the power of God to actually move. You can't expect something fresh water to flow if you have not carved out a tunnel or, 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 or a canal for the water to flow. If there is no free flowing of fresh water, then you're still going to lose out. You're still going to be just one water but you can't get that water because you haven't opened up a way or cleaned out all the all the mud and ways for water to flow. Isaac had to dig out wells in order for water to flow. And if you want some water, you have to dig out all dig out wells. But guess what? It is the dirty work when you got to dig it out. We got people that work in sewer to keep us that when we go use the bathroom, we flush. They make sure they keep the sewer unclogged. Because when it sewer backs up, it has the whole city smelling bad. But somebody has to work that. And if you don't remove all the filth of it, all you're going to do is have the stench in the land, which can cause people to get sick, which can cause people to be uncomfortable and, and, and feel as if the city ain't doing anything. But soon as we purge out the uncleanness, then we all automatically are wrong. But the unclean should, the Bible says, put the difference between clean and unclean. That's what the Bible said. He said, put a difference between clean and unclean. You can't have the unclean with the clean. It's like you go wash clothes. And then you go and mix all your dirty clothes with your clean clothes. All you have done is dirty up the dirty clothes. Because the unclean clothes, the unclean clothes need to have its own place. It's this. It's this. I wrote unto you in, in an epistle not to company with fornicators. Are you seeing what Paul said? He said, I wrote you an epistle. Don't accompany yourself with fornicate. Don't sit up with the sinner. Don't let the sinner. Listen, how can we be holy, but yet we still strive and go along with sin? We don't be the difference for them. But we let them go on and bleed on in. Watch this. Watch this. Ten says, yet not altogether with the fornicators of, the, of this world, or with the covenant of the extortion, or with adultery, for 
with adulterers, for then must ye need go out of out of the world. Watch this. If you came out of the world, why am I going to allow the world to sit among what's righteous just to let them feel good? No, I want them to be saved. I want them to be set free. But after they've been there for a while and they keep doing the same thing, that I'm going to purge that out of the way. Why? It's because it's unclean. And because it's unclean, it has no, it has no dealing or no dwelling to sit with me. Because it doesn't want to change. It's like saying for a person that go to a club and come from the club into the church. Get up on Sunday morning, go to the church. But just got through drinking, smoking, partying, dancing, doing everything unclean. And then go to the house of prayer. And when you get to the house of prayer, you get mad when you can't partake in the communion. You get mad because somebody have told you that you got to get your life right. And some churches got people that just does all that lifestyle, cuss all during the week in the choir singing, playing on the keyboard, playing drums, and they are in sin. And that right there, you are, you are introducing devils into a holy place. It's like saying, for instance, you're going to get married, but then you invite all your exes to your marriage, to your wedding, and then one of them end up acting out. And now what you just have mixed, you have mixed all of your unclean things with your clean things, and now your clean thing end up being corrupt because now, why are they here? This is the problem that we have now. People say, you shouldn't put nobody out of church. That pastor was wrong. I said another pastor where he was preaching and, and, and a trans, um, transgender came in and he told them, you got to change in order to stay here because you can't just come in and think you're just going to sit here and that ain't the way it works. Now, we, you can change and be all right. You're a man, be a man and you can sit here, but you're not going to be a man and dress like a woman and sit here and people begin to bash him and say he was not right before God, but that man was in order according to scripture. And see, we want everybody to accept everything that we're doing, but that's not what the Bible says. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 12. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within? So why are you upset at me for judging? Because remember earlier I said this. So many people that's in the world judge the church and judge men and women of God that's actually living right. They judge them. They talk about it. They beat them down. But soon as we turn around and tell you about you, then now all of a sudden we're judging you. But aren't you judging too? You are judging something that's not righteous. You're judging because you're offended. You're not judging because you are righteous. You're, you're not judging because you got Bible to back you up with truth. You're judging because you want to stay living the same way you live and sit in the house of prayer and nobody say nothing about your sin. Because we're supposed to be serving a loving God. We are serving a loving God. But we're also serving a God that actually, watch this. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. We serve a God that will, he's, he's vengeful. He will offend, he will avenge himself. We serve a God that will chastise you. We serve a God and he does this not out of anger, but he does it out of love. And we got to learn how to understand the difference when somebody loves me. That don't mean they're going to tell you a lie. Somebody that loves you will tell you the truth. 
and still stick by you when you're ready to receive them. There's some people you can't stick by until they're ready. Some people would reject until they actually, until they actually feel tired in themselves. You can't expect somebody to keep holding on when you keep on moving away from it. this. But you judging. Some of you will say this teaching ain't right. This message ain't right. This is incorrect. God won't reject anybody. But there's sometimes that God will. Because he said that he, in, in, <coughs> in Psalms 1, I want to read it to you. So you can know that it's not me talking. In Psalms 1, the Bible actually said, he said, nor seated in the seat of the storm. So if that is if that is so true, in Psalms one, chapter one, who does that get to? Bless is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Watch, watch what he says. He sing. This is the songwriter here. He's singing. He says Psalms one and one says, "Bless is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sin, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful." Which means now, I don't go out there to you. So that means I'm not going to allow you to stay amongst us if you're living unclean. Because the Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the council. In other words, I'm not even going to take counsel from you. I don't need to hear you if you're unclean. I don't need to hear you if you still sin. All I'm going, I don't need to walk with you if you're walking out of line with God. All I need to do is pray that God saves you. But I'm also, watch this, because if I'm going to let sin dwell among me, what I'm going to do, I'm going, what I'm saying is, God, I don't want all your righteousness. I just want to be connected to whoever's connected with me to feel good. Mm -mm. This is not a walk to feel good. This is a walk to be saved. This is a, this is a walk to be holy. Greetings, um, right, Grace. This is, this is a walk to walk upright. And so many people get upset at men and women of God. Because they, they correct or they chastise or they, they put away what's unclean. And we can't get upset at them when the Bible tells us a little leaven leavens the whole lump. We have to be, we have to make the house of God holy again, but it can't get holy as long as we have sin in place moving and operating. Watch this. That's why he says, but as the light is in the law. Of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation. That's a gathering. That's a congregation is a gathering. Watch this congregation of the righteous. That means if a man of God or a woman of God sees someone constantly keep doing the same sin and won't change, it won't be delivered. We have a right to ask them to remove themselves until they get right to come back in. It's not because I don't like you. It's not because I don't love you. It's because I care so much about the other flock that is around me. Because the other flock is just as important. 
The other people that's here is just as important as you are. But watch this. You don't want to change and be delivered. And then watch this. Now it become contagious. And now God's spirit become hindered. That's why we don't see power in the house no more. We don't see healing. We don't see we don't see demons cast out. We don't see people with cancer drying up because sin is in the place. Sin is all is in the house. And as long as sin dwell there, sin is going to rule our places of worship, our places of prayer until we begin to clean up. Watch this. And the pastors and leaders that's walking up right before God, these are the ones we need to start elevating. But because the ones that walk upright and preach truth and teach truth, we despise and we tear down because sin is more better than actually righteous now. But I still stand on righteousness, always exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. So we have to begin to go purge out what's unclean for us to be holy. And this we're not saying we don't love you. We're not saying that God don't love you. We're just saying we want you to be right. And when you come back, we'll receive you with open arms because that is still the love of God. But we also got other kids. It's like in your house. If you got a child that keep on breaking the law and breaking rules and you got other kids in the house, are you going to keep that child that keep breaking the rules around the children that's not breaking the rules? Because after a while, it's going to be contagious. And the children that's not rebellious, is not terrible, is going to end up acting out. Why? It's because some contamination was in your house. Contamination was all around you. Watch what Paul said. First Corinthians 5, 13. But them that are without, God judges. Watch this. That means I don't judge the world. It's not my place about the world because the world is going to do what the world is going to do. But watch what Paul says. Therefore, put away from among yourselves that wicked person. Those that's inside of the house of prayer, those that's connected to righteousness. Now I have a right to judge it. Why? It's because if I'm judging, I'm judging a righteous judge because they're supposed to follow scripture and follow the word the way Jesus actually lived. And anybody that's not walking, including myself, that's not walking up the way Jesus did, then I'm out of line with God. I don't care how much I want to sing and shout. I don't care if I'm in a choir. I don't care if I'm an apostle. I don't care if I'm a bishop. If I'm in sin, then watch this. I got to purge that away from me. That's, that's why Paul, that's why Jesus said. Now watch this. Many people quote this wrong. Many people quote this wrong. Jesus said, if you remember your brother has an art against you, not that you have a problem with your brother, but if you if you remember your brother has an art with you, go lay your gift at the altar and go settle it with your brother. Watch this. He, if, if your brother, if your brother has an art with you, sometimes we got to learn how to make things right to for holiness to stand again. If we want our earth to be healed. We need to clean up our clean up the houses of prayer because if the house of prayer is not in order and everything on the outside need trying to get in, it's like it's like ships out on the ocean, and you know the lighthouse is supposed to guide them if the compass goes out, and if the lighthouse is dark and the compass goes out, they're just going to be out floating with nowhere nowhere to guide them back to land. And so if we got sin among us and we're supposed to be living righteous and then we don't do the necessary things to purge for light to be seen, then guess what? The lighthouse is good for nothing if it's in darkness. And we support the matter of fact, Jesus said it this way. 
He said, what good is it for a man to light a candle and then put it under a bush? A bush? How is it going to give light to the house? You got to understand, light compels darkness. Darkness has to flee when light comes. But darkness, it seems as if it's trying to shine like light. Because too many people are accepting too much sin in the house of prayer. Too much, too much. I was looking at a man today and, and he was talking, he's a preacher, and he was up talking about women's bodies and they look good and all of that. And that was out of order. We got so much um, Christianity and, and we're talking about it has become so popular. And God never wanted us. If Jesus wanted to be popular, he would have came and sat on the throne of Israel and never would have died. We don't need to be popular. We need salvation. We need to be set free. It's too much popularity going on because the church says, I want to be like the world. What? Watch this. Watch this. This is John chapter 2. I want to read this because we're, we're, we see the topic. It says, putting people out of the church. Is it okay to pe put people out of the church? Watch this. Jesus in John chapter 2, beginning at verse 14. It says, and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changes of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, watch what Jesus did. He drove them out of the temple. Why? It's because they was doing, was not doing something that wasn't righteous, wasn't, that wasn't holy. The house of prayer, God's house, is not a place where we should sell food. We should sell clothes. We should see all of this is unclean. Watch this. Let me repeat. He says, out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changes of money and overthrew the tables. 16 says, and he said unto them that sold dove, take these things in and make not my father's house and house of merchandise. Watch this. He, they got, he, he told them to get out because they was buying and selling and doing everything unclean. And one book says that the Bible says when he did that, they came in all down worshiping. That is what we're supposed to be doing in the house of prayer, calling and crying out. He healed them. They got set free in the house of prayer. And when we want to make a deliverance in the land, we got to first have the house of prayer back in the land in order. Because the house of prayer represents the presence of God. The presence of God where you can go in and seek his face and learn of him and grow with him. But if God's presence is not in his own house, then watch this. God can't give it because sin is in the place. So now what has to happen, the people that's operating in sin got to get out of sin to become righteous for sin to flee the house of prayer. And, and here what I'm about to say. It's always great to want to save the person and reject the devil. Watch this. It's always great to re reject the devil. But when someone is wrapped up and tangled up and don't want to be set free, then now you have to be willing to let them go to gain them. Paul ain't saying let them go to just let them go. No, he said let them go until they get tired. And there's a time that people get sick and tired of being sick and tired, but you need a place and leaders in place that's holy to be able to accept them back in. Well, some might say, well, the Bible says that the wheat and the tear grow together. That's when the enemy have placed himself among you, amongst the people of God. 
and you can't do nothing about it, but let go on, go on, let that grow together. Because that's he's talking about the world and he's talking about angels. In other words, when he said the angels is one going to do the separating at the end. In other words, we got to let sin be in the world. It ain't our job to go fight them. That's the that's the weak. We can't go fight them, but with them that's within, we need to make sure the house of prayer is ready for battle because there's some more stuff that's coming. There's some more stuff that, that's coming and it's coming soon. There's going to be some more things that hit the church and God is going to allow it because the church still did not band together through the COVID-19 because too many of them wanted to make a name for themselves through COVID-19. Too many of them wanted to make themselves as God was speaking. But God is now saying that if I'm going to be present in the earth, if he's going to be present in the earth, there has to be a separation between the devil and his people. And that, and watch this. If all of us is in one place, how can God know who's he? That means there has to be a difference between clean and unclean. And with that being said, it is time for holiness to stand up. It is time for peace to come back on God's green earth. But it cannot come. Watch this. It cannot come until the church, until the church leaders and men and women of God that's supposed to be stop all of this foolishness and, and all of this fun and games. We're living in a time that people needs God's honor. And without God's honor, we're going to keep on losing more people after more people because people are dying. And do you not know the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few? And if we don't have a place to bring them in, evangelists don't have a place to bring them in, then, the, then watch this. They're going to go right back to the same place they always were before. And, and, and until salvation happens, if those that are in sin as leaders sit down somewhere until you get back right, it's nothing wrong with you sitting down. If you big time preachers, there's nothing wrong with you sitting down. All you have to do is repent and turn around from your wicked ways and he still will receive you. But when you keep standing behind the pulpit and now you twist the word to fit you and keep people gaining to you to gain money and popularity and, 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 and being a celebrity mindset, we will keep on losing the people that need to be saved. People that want to commit suicide. We have to be different. The Bible says, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. It does not matter what the world wants us to do. We have to always speak the way heaven tells us to be. In other words, we have to be what Jesus was. Jesus said, I came not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And today we find too many people trying to do their own will. And that is that, watch this, that is unclean. And God is not honoring it. We have to change the identity of man. Some people say we got to change to fit the times. But what happens is we have to change to fit God. Listen, everything can keep on moving until God come back. Until God come back, we have to, we have to change the inside of us to become new creations for God to be the difference in his land. God loves his people. God loves. That's why he told us to go into the highways and byways that compel. To compel doesn't mean that we tell, we fuss at people that's in the world, you going to hell, you going to hell. No, we love them out of sin. But those that's inside the church, we need to tell them, get yourself right. 
Get up, get off, get up off that floor and dancing like as if you don't have no Holy Ghost. Get up off that floor and acting as if and crying all the time and coming back repenting all the time for the same thing, but you're not really being delivered of the thing that you coming to be repented of. We have to tell the truth because without the truth, there will be no change. And God is looking for leaders now that's going to that say, I will obey and not necessarily, watch this, that will obey and not necessarily just come along and we got to go along and get along. Mm -mm. We have to follow every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. That's why he told them, he said, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, he said, except you do this, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And as long as people are in the world, and they're still lost. The blood is on every leader that's supposed to be behind the pulpit hand until we start walking upright. Everybody want to be a prophet and prophesy to make their name right. And look what I said is right. But if God's word is already given and that's not right and people are not living up to it, then I don't care how we prophesy. I don't care how we preach. We are still just as false. And we need to be kicked out of the church, Lord Jesus. There has to be a change until the change come. There will not be deliverance in the land. There's more coming to the church. God is about to allow the church to be put into shackles. I, I, I heard seen online that they said over in China, they got to hide just to serve God. And there's going to come a time in America because the church don't want to stand up. We're fighting one another across the pulpit. We're fighting, we're fighting, and we're debating, and we're saying, God sent me to do this, but God did not send us. He said he gave us, he have not given us a spirit of fear, but love and power and a sound mind, and we're fighting because we're worrying about what we're going to lose, and after a while, money ain't even going to have value. Money is not going to have value, but we're fighting for money. We're fighting for prestige. We're fighting, we're fighting for for women we're fighting for everything that might feel good but god says now is the time that we have to purge out the unleavened purge out the leaven because a little leaven leavened the whole lump and god is not pleased with the way the church looked today and and watch this because somebody have missed the mark and some people get mad at pastors and leaders that are living upright bishops and apostles is living upright and we get mad at them preaching truth and telling the truth and telling you no not here you can't do that here we we believe in standing on the word and because we believe standing on the word you automatically say that we, we're out of line with god don't judge me no i get to judge you that's with you you want to know why because jesus jesus judged the pharisees he judged them that's supposed to be righteous and you that's supposed to be righteous our job is to be the truth and the light of all people that's in land listen we have to be our difference, but we got to put away our foolishness. Stop letting the choir just live any kind of way. Stop letting musicians. <coughs> Bishop Paul Morton had told, he, he turned around and told the musicians, where y'all going? Y'all need to hear the word too. He said, sit down, listen to the word. Don't, don't leave out of here because you need to hear the word. Me, we are fighting who's right, who's wrong. This is in the God's house. This is the house of prayer now. No, this is a house of harlots. This is a house of, of, of jackals. This is a house of wolves. This is wild houses of, of, of snakes. And we're fighting and killing because we got too many clicks. But God says it's time for those idols to come down. 
for righteousness to stand again. Listen, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, not no bishop, not no apostle, not anybody in position. He said, if I be lifted up, our job is to lift up Christ and to gain all of them that's ready to receive Christ. But we got to also be willing to stand up to reject them that, that oppose Christ. That's why Peter said they all, they came out from us, but they was not all of us. You got demons behind the pulpit producing their own way. Listen, I'm not about to be here an hour. God gave me to come on about this, he said, because what he gave me was that this is important to talk about. And the reason it's important to talk about is because the house of prayer need to be back in order. Um, we need to teach and prove the Bible and not our sins. Listen, I love everybody. Thank everybody for coming on. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Bright Grace. Um, I thank God for you all. Until next time, God bless you, love you.